What is the worst thing that can happen to you in Idyllic Amsterdam? Is it getting your pockets picked in the red light district? Or having a bad trip to a coffee shop? Or could it be a bullet to your head while you ride your bicycle in the dark? Welcome to the Amsterdam Sniper and the world of Inspector Renus Romper. Written by Jean Vizou and narrated by the author. Hope you enjoy what you're about to hear and that it will freak you out. Episode 1. Third Sunday in Advent. The sniper lay on his elbows and stomach behind a small window on the lower level of the Westerkerk Church Tower. His hands shook slightly as he attached the suppressor to his Mossberg MVP long-range rifle. Not that long-range was an issue. The night-vision rifle scope allowed him to see across the canal to the west side of Prinsenkracht. From his position 8 meters above street level, the distance was hardly more than 30 meters. Waiting in the silent dark, his thoughts turned to the still of the early morning. He loved being able to move around the city undisturbed. With the many canals, narrow streets, historic houses and soft amber glow from the street lamps, early morning Amsterdam reminded him of a museum before opening time. In a few hours, the streets would offer no solitude and he would retreat to the safe environment of his apartment. He pointed the 20-inch barrel at the small hole in the window pane. Through the rifle scope, he followed a cyclist riding along the canal towards St. Charles de Chon. He needed a few more minutes. Another cyclist came into view, but she didn't fit the bill. He took a moment to compose himself. After all, he had never shot a living target before. The temperature in the little room was around 12 degrees, but the tension in every fiber of his body made it feel warmer. He wore a black sweatshirt, black trousers and black chirinas. His balaclava made the skin on his neck itch, so he removed it with a latex-covered hand. He checked the cycle on his left wrist, ten past five. With a forced deep breath, he relaxed his shoulders and shifted his body. Looking through the scope, he aimed at the head of a mannequin doll in the Diane fashion window display on the corner of Bloomstraat. He felt ready. He heard his victim before seeing him. A person whistling in high spirits came down Bloomstraat towards him. A man on a woman's bike turned right into Prinsengrad, zigzagging slightly at a moderate pace. Steadying his breath, the sniper kept his clean-shaven cheek extra tight to the rifle butt. Aligning the center of the scope's crosshairs on the back of the man's head, he pulled the trigger. My name is Renus, and I am an alcoholic, 12 days sober and sharing for the first time at Alcoholics Anonymous. Two years ago he had drunk himself out of his marriage and two weeks ago almost out of his job as inspector at the Amsterdam Criminal Investigation Department, also referred to as ACID. After jeopardizing a sex trafficking investigation, Chief Inspector Klaus van der Falk only avoided suspending him on the condition that he stopped drinking immediately. I'm scared, angry and frustrated. The thought of alcohol is never far away, 
Without my job, I'm nothing, but I'm not sure I can cope with the demand and expectations when sober. I feel like the friendly atmosphere in the room gave him the courage to be open about himself. That was something that generally took a few shots of Geneva. His fellows at the meeting knew all too well the feeling of an ungrateful world and the urge to blame everyone else for their misery. The meeting ended at half past eight, with everyone joining hands to recite the serenity prayer. The religious aspect was not Rumba's cup of tea, but at an AA meeting, you follow protocol without discussion. I appreciated your honest share. The voice came from a well-dressed man in his fifties. Blue-eyed and with an open smile, he looked nothing like a suffering alcoholic. Here's my car, the man said. Give me a call if you need to talk. Rumba looked at the thin card. Frederick Edquist, freelance journalist and apparently recovering alcoholic. Rumba's mobile vibrated, saved by the bell, he thought, as he excused himself and answered. We have a shooting near Westerkirk, said the voice of Sergeant Henny Snell. Rumba had taken his car to the AA meeting near the dam square. Being sober did come with benefits. He had done many stupid things under the influence, but driving wasn't one of them. Mostly he kept the car in a garage, not cheap, but its 1969 wide-roofed maroon Citroën DS19 served it. Seated in the car, he lit a cigarette. The Sipu lighter in his hand shook, and the first drag made him cough. He put the car into gear and moved it across the tram tracks. With the street to himself, he soon reached the Royal Palace at the Dam Square. He turned left at Rathastrat, and a few stoplights later, the colossal Renaissance building of Westerkirk, with the city's highest tower, emerged in front of him. Crossing the bridge at Kaiserkrat, and from a distance in the dim morning light, he saw the police car parked on the right blocking the entrance to Prinzenkrat. With no available parking spaces, Rumpa drove onto the square next to the church. He ignored the disapproving looks from an elderly couple passing in front of him as he maneuvered the car in between two crown lanterns. On their pedestals, they shone a warm golden light on the naked trees. He got out and, walking across the bridge, looked up at the tall, an illuminated tower. The clock with the red face and golden numerals told him it was twenty to nine. Sartin Snell met him on the corner and took him straight to the body, which was shielded near the edge of the canal by a diagonally parked van and a tree. Standing near the edge, Rumper felt the cold from the dark, tranquil, icy water. He thrust his hands deeper into the pockets of his coat. To get to the corpse, we moved a bicycle leaning against the back of the van. I presume it belonged to the victim. It made it hard to see the body, but around seven a pedestrian did. She thought someone was sleeping it off in the cold. When she saw the blood, she knew something was wrong and called us, Henny said, running a hand through her short brown hair. Rumpet lifted the blanket just enough to observe a white male lying on his stomach with his left arm stretched above his head. The blood in his hair showed he had been shot. T. 
Chief Forensic Dr. Jennifer Ng joined them. Her positive attitude was a nice change from that of her predecessor, the now-retired Dr. Heng Notobom. For many years, Notobom had treated everyone from acid as necessary evils, not least of all Renus Rumpa, the inspector, with a constant smell of alcohol on his breath. In her white disposal suit, blonde hair sticking out from the hood, and a perfect smile, Dr. Engel looked like an angel. Killed by a single bullet to the back of the head between five and six this morning, she said. A sniper, Rumpa asked. Yes, the shooter was at least 30 meters away. My estimate is from somewhere across the canal, Dr. Engel said. Assuming the victim was sitting fairly straight on that bicycle at the moment of impact, the bullet would have come from a height of around 10 meters. Rumba followed Dr. Engel's gaze towards the Westerkerk. Do we know his identity, Rumba asked. Eddie Holson, according to his UK driving license, born on the 10th of March 1977, Henny said. Could be a case of being at the wrong place at the wrong time, Rumba said. Did they have a potential nightmare on their hands? The mere thought of a sniper killing randomly made him feel the stirring inside, the desire. What about the bullet still embedded in his skull, Dr. Engel replied. Killed from a distance early Sunday morning limits the possibilities of eyewitnesses, Rumba said. But at least, for the record, we need to talk to the residents. I'll see to it, Henny said without much enthusiasm. Get Lucas to come and assist you. We'll meet at HQ at noon. Meanwhile, I'll visit the Vesterkerk. That's all, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Amsterdam Sniper and that you'll be back for the next one. I also hope that you'll tell all your wonderful friends about Inspector Rina's Rumba and that you'll visit www.jeanviseau.com for more information. Thank you and God bless.